Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pure Thoughts is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Pure Thoughts comes direct from legends of the game as they share secrets of their success. Welcome to Pure Thoughts, Dennis Johnson. I'm Bruce Bernstein. Intelligence, humility, hard work, big cojones. Those qualities can drive a seemingly ordinary player to become extraordinary. And those qualities were all in the DNA of Dennis Johnson. DJ won three NBA championships and was finals MVP in 1979 for Seattle. But he'll always be remembered for this one signature play with the Celtics. That was May 26, 1987, Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and the Pistons. Boston had a 2-0 series lead but lost the next two and was on the verge of going down three games to two with Game 6 in Detroit until that play. Boston would lose Game 6 but eliminate the Pistons in Game 7. And while Larry Bird made the steal, DJ was right there with him. And as was usually the case with DJ, the best offense was good defense. It was better than offense to me because I couldn't score that well anyway at that particular time. But um, I always thought of a guy, if you average 12 to 15 points, well, that's my challenge. My challenge has already started. If you're on paper and you average, I'll just say 15 points. Well, my challenge now is to hold you to 13 to 4, uh, 10, between 10 and 12 points. If I do that, I'm doing my job. I'm doing better than my job because you know, I'm not allowing you what you are supposed to get. So the challenge was up for me every single night to try and hold somebody under what they normally would average. I guess you could say he was successful. Six times he was NBA first team all defensive and three more times he was second team. While DJ was a reliable double-digit scorer, his offense never came at the expense of locking down the other team's best perimeter offensive threat. Just like Michael Jordan scoring 50 points, you get that much of a thrill out of it if you stop somebody, whether it's at the end of the game, during the middle of the game, or during the whole game. You know, you, you, it's a challenge when somebody is able to, you know, score so many points. And, and I've had many points scored on me, but I've always known and been confident in my defense to say, well, okay, he has 27 or 28 points now, but we're coming to the end of the game. And I've chased him all over the court, and I know he's tired. And I play 48 minutes all the time. So I know when we get down to that last minute and he has to take that shot, 
he's going to be his arms and legs and body is going to be so dead dog tired that I'm going to win this battle. In addition to grinding down opponents with his defense, Johnson also had a habit of making clutch plays on offense, even though he was not a big scorer by Hall of Fame standards. But that determination and grit was always at the heart of DJ's game. And the secret to his success was that he was not afraid to fail. And I've ran up against a ton of people. And the one thing I learned earlier on, whether you have the ball or you don't have the ball, when you come down and you have that ball at the end of the game, there's only two things that can happen to you when you come out of there. Either you're going to be a hero or are you going to be a goat. And now it's just a way, if you're a hero, let's see how you accept it. Uh, there's cocky ways to accept it. Then you're, you're not accepted the right way. If you're a goat, you know, let's see how you accept that. And, and by goat, I mean just a guy who misses the shot. And that next time, you'll see if you really want to take that shot again. I've never been afraid to be a hero. I've never been afraid to be a goat. Well, I've missed many shots. Yeah, like his 0-for-14 in Game 7 of the 1978 Finals between Seattle and Washington. His Sonics team lost the championship at home by six points to the Bullets, now known as the Wizards. But that personal failure lit his fuse for a comeback the following season when the Sonics faced Washington again. It was another seven-game series with the Sonics winning this time. It was their only championship. DJ was named Finals MVP, but in typical fashion, he downplayed his role and gave credit to his teammates. I got lucky because I was the MVP. I mean, that thing could have easily went to Gus or Jack. On It was whatever happened on that particular night, and I, I've had a, couple, I had a couple of block shots in that last game up there, and uh, Washington, they probably won it over. I probably had, uh, I think, about four or five. And I think that last game just happened to win it over. But, you know, we had lost the year before. And Gus and Jack, also, or Jack had a great series. I had a, a, a great series up until the last game. And I think I, I was so productive because of the last game of last year. I went over 14. And people love the comeback story. And I think that's exactly what I was. I, I was a guy from last year that uh, shot over for 14, and, but I went home that summer and said, this, if I prepare myself and work myself, and that kind of started everything that well, I guess what I am about, that this wouldn't happen again. I would go out and I would play well every single game. And when we got to that series, I had already tasted the, the thunders, the roars, the claps, the adulations, the boos, everything. I knew exactly what to expect, and it never bothered me from then on. DJ's reference to Gus and Jack were Sonic's teammates Gus Williams and Jack Sigma. DJ followed up that 1979 championship with two more in Boston, 1984 and 1986. His number three was retired by the Celtics in 1991, soon after his retirement. Sadly, he was not enshrined into the Basketball Hall of Fame until 2010, three years after his death. But in this interview that was done just five weeks before he passed away in early 2007, DJ knew exactly who he was and why. I didn't have the greatest of footwork. Uh, I didn't have the greatest of skill level, but I had the biggest 
uh, competitive heart. Yeah, desire. And, you know, more than anybody. At the time of Dennis Johnson's death, in February of 2007, he was just 52 years old. DJ was then the head coach of the Austin Toros of the D-League, now known as the G-League. He was working his way towards becoming an NBA head coach, as so many of his teammates on the 1986 Celtics had become. There's no doubt he'd have been successful because he cracked the code many years earlier. Intelligence, humility, hard work, and never being afraid of failure. Those pure thoughts made Dennis Johnson a second-round pick out of Pepperdine in 1976, a Hall of Famer, and one of the most memorable players of his era. Pure Thoughts is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. 